Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. What you're about to experience is a free, worldwide, interactive broadcast from Ontario, Canada. We broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Get your questions in. Join the community chat room at www.category5.tv or email us at live at category5.tv. And now, let's begin. Here's your host, Robbie Ferguson. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> My name's Robbie Ferguson. It's nice to have you here. I ask you to join us in Category5.tv. Good to have you there. Fantastic. All right, Hillary, what have we got coming up in the news? Oh, let me tell you, people. Lots going on in the world of tech news. Google's court loss could have serious implications for Linux. Researchers say that car engines could soon be fired by lasers instead of spark plugs. Google video users may automatically transfer their videos to YouTube. And lastly, Facebook is being sued for $1. So stick around for these stories are coming up in under 30 minutes. Thanks, Al. All right, so we've got lots to cover tonight. Uh, I know that uh, um, we've got some viewer questions that we want to address off the top. Tonight we're going to be going into a whole bunch of stuff. We've got the eighth uh, segment in our web development series. Uh, and also we're going to be learning how to run Ubuntu 11.04 in a non-Unity mode. Uh, of course, Ubuntu 11.04 is coming out in just two days uh, this Thursday. So we're uh, looking forward to its release, and we're going to be checking out uh, how we can make that run uh, like the Ubuntu that you have grown to love, <laughs> rather than the Ubuntu that uh, that we are learning to not love. <laughs> All right, uh, a couple of people mentioning that uh, we've got some sound issues uh, tonight, and we are going to uh, we're working as best we can with what we have, and uh, we're going to keep doing the show even though we're using uh, reduced hardware and and having to make do with uh, with um, a burned out microphone. We've got some issues with. Uh, with some various things here at the studio and uh, of course we're just doing uh, our best to continue on uh, even through that and on that note I'd like to thank uh, personally uh, everyone who has uh, pitched in towards the purchase of a new server and a new microphone uh, this this past week and uh, since since we got hit by the power surge um, so I uh, just want to say thanks uh, we are well on our way to, uh, to that but it is and uh, unfortunately it also means that Sometimes we're going to run into some issues over the next uh, until that is replaced, uh, and we're just going to keep plugging through. We're going to keep plugging along, and we're going to do our best, uh, and we're going <laughs> to make sure that the content is exceptional. You so won't that, even uh, notice the glitches. Oh yeah, it'll be like static. I didn't hear any <laughs> static. What do you mean the computer crashed? It was yeah. so awesome that I didn't even notice. <laughs> so just happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, DOS Bomber, yeah, we uh, we we got quite a surge here at uh, at the studio, and, and in fact, in my house, uh, we lost quite a bit of equipment, and and it, it would have had to be pretty substantial because we do have obviously uh, you, you've uh, probably heard about some of the the protection that we have here. We have uh, good uh, solid protection on all of our uh, main devices, so um, so it was a pretty good uh, surge. Mm -hmm. So I mean, took out some kitchen appliances even so. Um, and uh, and here we are with a with a 
a burnt out server and a, a microphone, my hardwired microphone, uh, which was wired in, obviously, uh, got zapped as well. So, but uh, some of these, sometimes these things happen, and and we just call on our community to to uh, to come together for us, and and uh, we appreciate everyone who uh, who does. Uh, there is still a coffee maker, thankfully. <laughs> coffee maker made it through. Phew. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be like asleep. Okay, last week, before we get into questions, this is, this is very, very important. Last week we put out a call for your cardigan <laughs> pictures. And there we go, we've got, uh, we've got one cardigan picture that comes to us from Germany, that is Tordo. And Tordo is the, uh, the winner of 100, oh, that's kind of weird. Ooh, cool. 100 viewer points. <laughs> I guess that's kind of a cardigan. Is, 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 does this count? This is what I'm wearing. I, I think that looks a little mm. bit too cool to be a cardigan. I think it meets all the Wikipedia specs, though. I know, but there's an unspoken rule that if it's going to be called a cardigan, it has to look like a something my uncool? grandparents would wear. Oh. I think that's, that's kind of the, the rule. See, that's why I tried to do it. I got heckled last week, so I wore a cardigan. Hey, look at you. 100 viewer points. Just like, yes. There you go. If you are wearing a Catch cardigan tonight in honor of cat5.tv slash Tuesday, visit that website to find out what we are on about. And uh, if you're wearing a cardigan tonight, send me a picture of you wearing your fantastic cardigan. And I'll throw 100 viewer points your way. All right. Just make sure you tell me who you are registered as uh, on the website. And, of course, if you're not registered, category5.tv. Eh? You'd have random viewer points just flying around. Yeah, just give them all to you. Just, yeah. Oh, well. Krista's like 10,000 viewer points. You know what's then. exciting <laughs> about the viewer points is we're getting to the point where people are up in the 700, 800 um, range of having viewer points. And once people hit 1,000, that's when we start to see the awards going out. So we're going to have some cool stuff going on after everyone hits the 1,000 mark. So make sure you uh, get in on that. All you have to do is register on our website, category5.tv. Uh, Gadwill is going to rush out to the store and get a cardigan just so that uh, they can take a picture and get 100 viewer points. Gadwill is, of course, uh, one of the ones who are on their way to, uh, to an award at Category5.tv. Cool? cool. Let's hit up some questions. Excellent. So, from Kevin. He says, I did hey, not know that you update the website so fast. I was impressed when I woke up the following day, which is five hours after the show, mm. and found Miro had downloaded mm. the episode and the show notes were already on the website. Love the show. Yeah. Hey, fantastic. Thanks for the note. Uh, we do try to have the uh, show notes and RSS feeds, everything up to date, um, within uh, about two hours of, of the broadcast. Um, some of the RSS feeds uh, take a little bit longer than that to do, so it would be... Uh, uh, several hours after the broadcast, but you'll find that uh, uh, as long as there are no technical glitches during that broadcast, um, then we're usually uh, up and running the same night, uh, as early as 9 o'clock uh, Eastern Time, one hour after the show ends. Um, but uh, nice to uh, have your uh, viewer feedback. And I'd encourage you, too, if you have comments uh, that are, uh, you know, to, to that nature, uh, like feedback about the show, uh, consider s submitting a viewer testimonial, category5.tv. Click on Interact and Submit a Testimonial. It's uh, a way for you to lock in that testimonial uh, on our website so that other people can see that as well. Cool. Thanks for the note. Cool. Another email from John Futrell. 
Um, hey, John. says, I'm going to get me an SATA hard drive and use it for Windows, then use my IDE drive for just Ubuntu. How can I choose which drive to boot from? Oh, okay. I, I would expect that you're t asking from a technical standpoint, not from a, oh, do I boot from this one or do I boot from <laughs> this one? I would say dilemma. boot from the one that's prettier. Um, <laughs> that's what I'd say. <laughs> there's a couple things you can do, of course. Yeah, that's, that's the way to do it. You know, just, just smell it and whichever one smells more like flowers, yeah. that's the one to boot from. Um, what you can do is, uh, there's a couple different things. Now, I've done it many different ways, but you've got Windows on one partition or one hard drive and Ubuntu or Linux on another. Um, if you install Linux as the, you know, you, you've got Windows on the one hard drive, then you've got the second hard drive and you install Linux, it will ask you if you want to install the Grub bootloader. And that's a fantastic way to do it. Uh, or you can use Super Grub Disk. I'll put links in the, uh, in the show notes for episode number 188. Um, but by installing Grub, you are basically creating a bootloader that's going to, at boot, ask you, hey, what do you want to do? Do you want to boot Windows or do you want to boot um, uh, Ubuntu or whatever else uh, you have installed on that computer? There are many different bootloaders. Uh, Acronis has a, a nice bootloader as well, but it's a commercial product, uh, and it works with, uh, with multiple different systems and, and uh, is very, very easy to set up. Again, I'll show uh, some links in the show notes for episode 188. Um, but then the other way to do it, and I've done this in the past, if you are going to be running those drives independent of one another, as in, um, in a case like myself, uh, for the longest time I had two hard drives in my system, and the only time I would ever run Windows was on a Tuesday night when I needed to boot up and, uh, and actually run the show. So during a regular day, I was in Ubuntu. So I didn't need to be booting back and forth and switching back and forth. It was only a Tuesday night that I wanted to boot up into Windows. So what I did is I just uh, I had set up my hard drives in such a way that the Windows drive was going to be my main, you know, the first drive, and I went on and I installed Windows. And then I rebooted my computer and hit delete and went into my, uh, my BIOS, and I switched the order in which my computer would boot the drive. So now the drive that's the Windows drive is actually the second drive. The drive that's going to be my Ubuntu drive is now the first. So then I go through the Ubuntu installation and install Ubuntu. Now in this case, you're not actually s you're not getting a bootloader that's allowing you to uh, select which operating system you want to boot from. But uh, every time you reboot, you can go into your BIOS, change the boot order, and you'll be able to get that same similar effect. A little less user-friendly. It's not something that you'd want to you know, show the kids, hey, here's how you get into Windows for your games. Uh, because at the same time, they go and overclock your system to 300 gigahertz and, uh, and blow everything up. So um, that's another option. But uh, certainly check out uh, Grub Bootloader. And again, links and all that will be in the show notes for episode number 188. Thanks for your question. Great. So from Dman810, he says, just watching a past episode 167, and wanted to say congratulations on the birth of your new baby back in November. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. He says, my birthday Liam is Daniel. November 23rd. I thought it was cool. Hey. Thanks. Dennis Kelly, a.k.a. D-Man 810. Thanks for the note. <laughs> nice, uh, nice to see you uh, catching up on some of the, uh, the past <laughs> episodes as well. Um, we're going back there always to, to November. I hope that the content is exceptional. That's not a question. That's just, it is. Mm. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Know, oh, it's fact. fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> I, I understand that. Great. Thanks for the email. Great. 
So continuing on, email from Richard Marsh. He says, hi, Robbie. Just hey, wanted Richard. to point out that cat5.tv slash webdev works fine, but category 5.tv slash webdev doesn't exist. Not sure if this was on purpose or not. Mm. Great work so far. Cat5.tv slash webdev is our web development uh, page. It's a, it's a hot link, and I'll explain that a little bit to you. Category5.tv is our actual website. Okay, So anytime you hear me say cat5.tv, that means what you're actually doing is you're going through a redirector. Consider something like tinyurl, uh, something like that, or bit.ly, uh, for example. So with cat5.tv, all that site is, it's not actually a website, it is a redirector. So if I type in cat5.tv slash Tuesday, it's going to automatically redirect to our YouTube video called Tuesday. If at the same time I go cat5.tv slash webdev, because cat5.tv is our redirector, it's going to take me to category5.tv slash features and tutorials slash webdevelopment.php. So when you say that category5.tv slash webdev doesn't work, that's because category5.tv is not our redirector. It's our actual website. Um, so anytime you hear me say cat5.tv, that means we're redirecting you to another website. Um, when we do that for sponsors, for example, it's a chance for us to be able to keep track of how many people have clicked on that link. Every time you visit cat5.tv slash pogoplug, uh, there's a report that's generated for the, for the advertising so that our advertisers know, okay, we're getting this many hits from category 5, and they understand that because of those reports, because we've redirected you to pogoplug.com, uh, we're able to generate a report that shows, okay, this is how many people heard about you through our show. Um, so, so there are many, many applications for that, but I guess it can get confusing if, uh, if we don't understand the difference between the two web URLs. So, yes. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Yeah. I thought so. Okay. Anyways, do you have time for more emails right now? Or? I, think, uh, I think we should squeeze in as many emails as we can before... Okay. Uh, before we get uh, rocking on uh, on our feature tonight. Great. Just read really, really fast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be quick with my answers. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> From John Preby. I hey, have John. a SUS EPC model 1015PE that I have set up as a dual boot Windows 7 starter and Ubuntu 10.10 netbook edition with Unity. Get the best of both worlds. He says, honestly, it's for my college classes and Office 2007's APA citation tool is a must, but Office doesn't run well under Ubuntu Wine. Okay. <laughs> However, I've noticed, not, or I've noticed that there is an issue with Ubuntu 10.10 Unity. Specifically, Alt-F2 doesn't work. If I swap over the standard GNOME desktop, it does. Is there a way to enable Alt-F2 on Ubuntu 10.10 Network Edition running Unity? First point. GNOME desktop for the win. Another vote. Uh, I love the fact that you justified why you're having to dual boot to Windows 7. Oh, by the way, <laughs> it's just for Not school, man. Choice. <laughs> don't be mad at me. Please don't be mad. But I'm dual booting to Windows 7. There was a shutter here. Did I mention Was there a shutter? shutter? There like was a, a shutter. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for that. that that's, uh, that's a good point. But uh, as far as actually getting it to go in... 10.10 Unity. Problem is, is uh, you'll find that uh, that the version of Unity that came with Ubuntu 10.10 indeed doesn't support Alt F2. However, the version that is coming out with 
does. So my hope, for your sake, is that you're going to receive through an update a fix that's going to all of a sudden open up the Alt F2. So keep trying it every time you, every time you get your updates. Hit Alt F2 and see if it happens. Uh, in the meantime, what a lot of people would suggest that you do, and what I would probably suggest you do, is look at a tool that we've already looked at on the show before called Gnome Do. And it's just like it sounds. G-N-O-M-E. And so everyone says, Gnome, Gnome. <laughs> Gnome dash do, D-O. And what that tool allows you to do is you use the Windows button or the super key on your keyboard and the space bar, and it brings up a, a very similar type launcher um, that lets you type in the name of a, an application, just like you would with Alt F2. But at the same time, it, it opens up the features of Gnome Do, or Gnome <laughs> Do for you. So give that a try if your version has still not received the update to get the Alt F2. And I don't know if they're going to incorporate that into 10.10. I hope that they do for the sake of the users who are not going to be upgrading to 11.04. But if you do upgrade to 11.04, you should find that Alt F2 has been replaced and it's actually, uh, it's actually quite decent the way that they've laid it out in a graphical environment as well. Um, it has uh, history and, and all the stuff that you would expect from Alt F2. Uh, but it's quite different than the one you're used to in GNOME. Cool. Cool. Thanks for the question, John. So, from Dennis Kelly. Hey, Dennis. I didn't manage to set up my home folder on a second partition. First question is, how do I confirm that it is indeed on my second hard drive? I have my hold home directory, directory on my unraid. Okay. So first question. I don't know if you want to answer that first. So how do we know if, if it's been moved over to your hard drive? Yeah. So if it's currently on your Unraid device, you've mounted it probably through FSTab or something like that. Um, so what you can do is you can, you can go into your terminal and you type mount, and that will show you where your home folder is mounted to. So when I type mount and then hit enter, you'll see that my slash, so like the root of my hard drive, is on dev slash sda4. Uh, and then if you scroll down, you'll see slash home, quite possibly. I don't, because my home resides within this slash. You'll see one that says slash home, and it has a different entry. So it won't be the same as your slash. So And it also won't be your... Um, your Samba share on your uh, Unraid box. Um, so just type mount, that'll show you where, uh, where that's currently mounted to. And then you'll be able to confirm that that is indeed your hard drive. And if you're not certain if it is your hard drive, bring up a tool like, um, uh, I don't know, gparted, so that you can actually see your partitions on your hard drive and you can determine, oh yeah, that is SDA4 on the new hard drive. Hope that answers that aspect of your question. So second part, how can I move my old home directory to my new home on my new drive to be able to get all the settings back for installed applications? Or do I have to reinstall all applications to be able to get the setting back? No, and that's one of the beautiful things about, uh, about Linux. I'm expecting, now this, is, this said, I'm, I'm expecting that you haven't reinstalled Linux. You've just simply installed another hard drive and you want to move your home folder over to that. So what you can actually do is get that hard drive. You've got that hard drive installed. Boot up from your Ubuntu Live CD and through the Ubuntu Live CD, mount that new hard drive. Then uh, use uh, smb colon slash slash and then the IP address of your uh, Unraid server and you'll see your share there. That's, that's your current home folder on the Unraid server 
copy all the files. Make sure you hit Control H if there's hidden files. Uh, they may not be displayed uh, by default. Uh, just double check that your hidden files are being displayed. And copy that whole massive thing over to that new hard drive. And doing that from your um, from within uh, like an Ubuntu Live CD, you're doing it in such a way that it, you're not affecting a mounted and currently in use home folder. Um, so um, then you can drag it all over, make sure it's not mounted anywhere else, and and uh, pop it onto your hard drive. Then uh, boot up and edit your FS tab, point it to your new hard drive, and you'll be able to get everything going, no problem. And uh, always, uh, you know, you want to have a backup on your Unraid server. Don't move your home files right off the bat. Instead, copy them. That way, you have the you've got the option to fall back to your previous configuration without any data loss because um, I really I wouldn't wouldn't want to see you lose anything there okay good I hope that uh, hope that helps so last question and oh. you'll have to forgive me if I say your name wrong sorry um Bjorn Eklund says mm -hmm. thanks for the great show I watch all the time, Cheers. but on video, as it goes live at 2 in the morning here in Sweden, hmm. <laughs> even if we have late nights in the summer, you still need some beauty sleep to hang on. Just want to know. I, I keep saying that. I keep saying that. You need your beauty sleep? Need my beauty sleep. Nah, John, you've heard me say that. <laughs> Every night. Yeah. Need my beauty sleep. <laughs> Just want to know if Perfect, Perfect Ubuntu is ready for Ubuntu 11.04, or if it's better to wait a while with installing it. 11.4 runs great on my old Fujitsu Siemens, Simons, Scalio T, sorry, all new lingo for me. <laughs> With on some that computer? Extra RAM installed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to watch the latest show from you. Hope you will cool. have a great spring there. Here it is now over 20 degrees and sunny. <laughs> Summer will, will soon be here after a long winter. Uh, what was it today? Yeah. Like, I don't know, like six. And, and rainy. Pouring rain. Just pouring. <laughs> Like, and, it, like, it just drips down this thing, you know, right into my eyes and all over my glasses. It must be horrible. It's terrible. <laughs> you know? drive on those cool little and visors and, you know, yeah, block Yeah, those cool rain. little visors, like, like, uh, like they use uh, when they're playing poker. And like stuff. those, yeah. Yeah, just like that. Yeah. With the, with the bald spot at the top, just the, just the visor. Good. Yeah, so I just get the sunburn up at the top. I don't see what the problem is. I don't see what the problem is. Okay. I'm not that styling anyway. Oh, well. <laughs> Although tonight, pogo plug. That's pretty styling cool. Styling it up tonight. Sure. And you'd like to <laughs> win one, right? I heard a resounding yes. Yeah. I think. We heard it. So, people, <laughs> join us in the chat room. Category5.tv. Make sure you are in the chat room. Make sure you are, uh, that you set your own nickname. You can't be a guest. Um, <laughs> and by that, I mean, you can be a guest. We welcome you to be our guest. But you can't have guest in your name. You have to create an What if it's an intentional an guest? Like, what if they want to be guest? You know, awesome. Drawbot is pretty smart, but he's not that smart. Uh, okay, so same. I'll just say, you know, <laughs> get get the word guest out of your name, and then uh, and then you'll be eligible. Cool. This is Category Five Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. I'm Krista Wells. I'm Krista Wells. And over there, hey, Hill. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Hillary. I'm here. We just Shalom. didn't want to leave you out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're going to be uh, finding out what's up in the news in just about five minutes from 
Hillary there in the newsroom, which is uh, actually uh, school, I guess. <laughs> Things are going well? Yes. All is well here in the land of education and whatnot, so I'm <laughs> learning lots and getting some good hands-on experience. Yeah, um, for the sake of the viewers, what is it that uh, you're typically doing on a day-to-day basis? Okay, let's rewind a little bit. So I went to school for broadcast journalism for television news, and I've been doing a lot of on-camera stuff, doing anchoring, creating reports, going out in the field, reporting, that sort of thing. And actually, currently, I'm on an internship placement stint um, at a TV station. So I've been doing some hands-on work there, and I'm working on my first full-length feature story. So that will go to air sometime soon. Very cool. And uh, we'll expect to uh, be able to follow you uh, on Twitter, twitter.com slash Hillary Rumble. And uh, I, I would hope that, uh, I would expect that you'll, you'll be able to post some information there when, when the story breaks. Yes, for sure. Uh, you guys will be the first to know, so follow me on Twitter and uh, keep you posted. Cool. Thanks, Hillary. Uh, we're going to toss uh, everything back to Hillary there in just a couple of minutes. Um, but I would just invite you to say hey in the chat room, category5.tv. Let me know if you have any questions there. Um, and uh, we'd just love to see uh, everybody there. Nice to see so many familiar faces and a couple people that uh, haven't been around for a while. Nice to see you. And uh, lots of people that, uh, that we see a lot of. And it's good to see you too. <laughs> hey, D-Man810. We were already talking to you tonight. Just got in the chat room. So did I miss my question? You missed it. Sorry, dude. You'll just have to watch this on the download. Watch it again. Yeah. Over and over again on repeat. I'm sure he does, though. He probably watches every episode. Probably does. Two or three times. Most likely. 810 times. <laughs> How's your week going? Uh, good. Yeah? Good. That yeah. was like a... Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, so far. Yeah, last week we just got over being sick, had a cold, and then I mm. had the flu, so... Feels good to be, you know. Yeah, I all saw better. a lot of people. It was a long weekend, and everybody here was getting sick. Mm-hmm. So you know, everybody spent the long weekend sick, and then Monday, well enough back to go to, to work, work, so you back to work, and that's how it went yeah. down for a lot of folks, including myself. So, yeah, uh, Ubuntu 11.04 is coming out in just a couple of days. Really, really excited <laughs> about that. We've been waiting for it. For 11 years and four months. But one of the things that we're not looking forward to is unity. I mean, we like unity and community. But not when it comes to replacing our GNOME desktop with something that's so freakishly designed for multi-touch that it just doesn't work with my touchpad on the laptop. I don't know. It's my opinion, of course, but Unity is designed to allow you to, you know, a lot of things are going multi-touch, and a lot of things are, you know, we're getting more and more tablets, and we're going to see the Linux tablets coming out and all this stuff. Very exciting stuff, and I'm very excited to see Unity and and, uh, GNOME 3 on those devices. But on the desktop and on my laptop, it just doesn't feel right. There's not an interface that... uh, that seems to work for me with a mouse. So what I want to show you tonight is you're going to be downloading Ubuntu 11.04 in just two days, this Thursday. When you get to your welcome screen, 
click on your name, and don't type in your password just yet. Instead, if you go down to the very bottom here, you'll see that it's defaulting to Ubuntu, which is going to load Unity. Instead, change that to Ubuntu Classic. And that, my friends, is going to allow you to, in, in fact, get into your classic-style GNOME desktop from within 11.04. So definitely, uh, definitely something that you're going to want to know. And <laughs> if you've been hesitant to, to upgrade to 11.04 because of Unity, then there's an opportunity for you to, uh, to actually run the operating system the way that you would expect it to. And it's loading there. It's on my laptop, but it, it does load. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Just a quick tip for you. Oh, there it is. It came up. <laughs> it's just in a virtual box window there, but there we go. So, good to know. Hillary, I'm going to toss everything uh, over to you. Nice to have you here tonight. And uh, we'll, uh, we're going to be jumping into our feature on web development number eight uh, right after the news. Take it away, Hill. Dun, da, da, da. It's time for the news. I feel like there's like some theme song or something that was playing. There is. I guess I'm wrong. And I think you just sung over it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, from the Category 5.TV newsroom, a Texas jury has ruled against Google in a suit that alleged some of its use of open source Linux code amounted to patent, patent infringement something that could have big implications for other companies using Linux technology and other open source systems. In the verdict delivered last week, the jury decided that Google should pay $5 million for the infringement. The suit was filed in June 2009 by a firm called Bedrock Computer Technologies, who has been accused of uh, being a patent troll. The patent in question, patent, okay, 5,800,000, wait, eight. Oh dear, it's just a big long patent number, let me tell you. Detailing methods and apparatus for information storage and retrieval using a hashing technique with external chaining and on-the-fly removal for expired data. Since the code resides in the Linux kernel itself, this could have implications well beyond Google. Patent and IP activist Florian Mueller wrote on his blog Thursday, the plaintiff identified a portion of the Linux kernel as part of the accused instrumentalities. Many companies using Linux have already been required by the patent holder to pay royalties, and many more will now, based on this jury's verdict, elect to pay. Researchers say car engines could soon be fired by lasers instead of spark plugs. A team at the Conference on Lasers and Electro-Optics will report on Sunday that they have designed lasers that could ignite the fuel-air mixture in combustion engines. This approach would increase efficiency of engines and reduce their pollution by igniting more of the mixture. The team is in discussions to commercialize the technology with Denso, a major automobile component manufacturer. Following their mass announcement about the forced closure of Google Video last week, the Google Video team received many complaints from users who host large videos in large numbers on the defunct service. Even though users have not been permitted to upload new content to the service for a couple of years, those who previously had uploaded much content couldn't believe that Google was giving them under a month to download and move that content, nor what could, what could that mean to their content's distribution. In a follow-up announcement on Saturday, Google Video Team's Mark Doctorman says that they should have done better. 
and reveals that not only has Google heard the complaints and removed the April 29th deadline, but they've also created a handy upload videos to YouTube option on the Google video status page, which will automatically transfer your videos to YouTube, which Google also owns. While Google does hope all users will move over to YouTube quickly, the impression we get at this point is that they are retracting their demand for users to do so, leaving the service active until an undefined date when they will automatically, oh, automatically, <laughs> migrate, migrate, I can't read, automatically migrate your Google videos to YouTube. And in an interesting move to shed publicity on Facebook's contradictory policies and lack of support, AOL news writer David Fagan is suing Facebook for $1. While at first the thought of suing the largest social media company in the world for $1 seems pointless, the fact is Mr. Fagan is receiving massive amounts of exposure due to the absurdity of this lawsuit, which he hopes will get Mark Zuckerberg and company to respond to user complaints. Fagan, like so many other users, uses Facebook's social media platform to network with users from around the world. But Facebook decided to label him as a spammer and threatened to close his account for friending people he didn't actually know. The problem is, as Fagan expresses, Facebook is actively contradicting their own policies. On one hand, they tell you not to friend anyone you don't already know. On the other, the site constantly bombards you with the names of Facebook people that Facebook suggests you should friend. Huh. And here's the kicker. In trying to contact Facebook's user support department about the issue, Fagan was shocked to find out that they do not have one. He feels that the FTC and Congress should take concern over the fact that the company, which is now worth more than Microsoft, cannot be reached by the very users who access the service. No word yet if Facebook will attempt to settle the lawsuit out of court, perhaps by buying Mr. Fagan just a cup of coffee. You can get these full stories online at our website at category5.tv slash newsroom. The category5.tv newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions from our wonderful community of viewers. If you have a story you think is worthy of on-air mention, send us an email at newsroom at category5.tv. For the newsroom at category5, I'm Hillary Ripple. Hillary, thank you so much. <laughs> you made it through automatically. <laughs> It <laughs> was an I actual quote, so I didn't do that. I didn't do that to you, out of spite. I promise you, it wasn't. That was quotes. a big number. Fantastic job, thank you, Hillary. This, <clears throat> pardon me. This episode of Category Five Technology TV is brought to you in part by Pogo Plug, and you'll find them online www.cat5.tv/pogoplug, and of course also by Planet Calypso. Get involved in the massive multiplayer online universe at cat5.tv slash Calypso, where you can download the free game. Cool. Are you ready to rock? I am. Fabulous. You know what I just realized? What did you realize? I don't know if you want to do it now or later, but we never actually answered Bjorn's question. We, we just didn't? made fun of him mocking or you know rubbing the weather in our faces. Oh, sorry. What was the question? Well, now we don't know. Okay. Um, so we just... Uh, do tell. Let's Sorry, see. Bjorn. Just want to know if Perfect Ubuntu is ready for Ubuntu, <laughs> Ubuntu 11.04, or if it's better to wait a while with installing it. 11.04 runs great on my old. Okay, yeah. 
with some extra RAM installed. Bjorn uh, is is very patient. Just waited mm -hmm. through the news and, and thought, okay, okay. The anticipation. Anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, well, moving on then. Um, <laughs> oh, poor Bjorn. guy. <laughs> Uh, the uh, the software Perfect Buntu at perfectbuntu.category5.tv will be released ten days following the release of Ubuntu ten point or eleven point oh four, and that is your answer. So it is not available yet. It is in <laughs> private testing, and that is because um, there is the potential that something like Perfect Buntu, which takes your operating system and adds a whole bunch of cool features, that there is that potential that you can break things. So we do our best to not break things by testing. So we take 10 days after the launch of the, uh, the, the new version of the distribution, and uh, that gives us a chance to, now that they're live, they've worked out a couple of their bugs, we can start uh, testing um, with the new software. So check it out. It will be available soon. Perfectboomtube.category5.tv is where you'll be able to get it. All right. Thanks for catching that. Oh, I'm just too good sometimes. Too good. Too good. Too good. Always showing me up. I tried. I would have just gone right to the end of the show, Bjorn. I actually Sorry knew earlier that. that he hadn't answered it, but I wanted to leave it She's later. Sick. <laughs> I was like, let's make him look bad. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> By the way, Robbie. I didn't notice. Just so you know, you haven't done it. The answer. All right. <laughs> Welcome to part eight of Category 5's web development series. You'll find it online at cat5.tv slash webdev. And we'd love to have you join us there. Download the uh, files that you'll need in order to participate in tonight's lesson. And also bring up your web browser and go to demo.cat5.tv slash 006. And there we go. Hey, Jot. Nice to see you. Okay. <laughs> so you're all set over there on the Mac? I am ready to Fabulous. Talk. All right. Boom. Demo.cat5.tv <laughs> slash 006 is where you want to be. And we are looking at, let's bring it up, we're building this website right from scratch. We started with simply mocking it up in Photoshop and, mm -hmm. and slicing it up in both Photoshop and the GIMP uh, with the earlier episodes of this series. And now we are at the point where we are coding this thing like crazy and very, very soon we're going to actually be uh, ready to launch this as a website. At that time, we're going to be able to do search engine optimization. We're going to do search engine submission. There's a lot more to learn, and uh, we'd encourage you to follow along with us, cat5.tv slash webdev. And of course, uh, you'll see at the top of that page that we also have a very special partnership with DreamHost at cat5.tv slash DreamHost. And when you use the coupon code cat5tv, all uppercase, uh, you're going to be able to receive a free domain registration as well as a year of hosting for only $70 US. So you don't want to pass up that deal. Um, definitely want to get in on that. Cool. 
All right, so looking at our site, where we left off last week, we got our caption done here. We've got our image placed over here. So now we are in the process of placing the, uh, the photograph mm -hmm. within the frame that we've created there. So let's just jump right into it. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to hop into my source code. Not that one. <laughs> ah, there we go. I'm going to close that. All right, so we've got index.php. And right now we've got hello world within our Polaroid div ID. So what I want to do is I want to grab that image, which is photo underscore zero one dot JPG. And you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to rename and copy the file name itself. And so over here at my source, you'll remember how we added an image. Do you recall the tag that you used to? Image or IMG source. IMG. SRC. SRC for image source equals images photo underscore zero one dot jpg and the slash is for XML compliance to close off this tag and you'll see that this is relative to the location of the file that we're editing which is index.php so we can leave that as just simply images if this is going to be in the root folder of your web server you could have a slash there and it will go to slash images or it could be dot slash for from the current folder any of those is correct. But of course, if we left out images, it's not going to find that photo because it doesn't uh, exist within the current folder. So now as we refresh, eh, it might help if I upload. <laughs> See, I am used to, I'm used to actually developing in such a way that everything auto-uploads. But for this example, we are not going to do that. So you'll see that uh, my image has been placed on top, but in the very top left corner. So, we're going to position that. Let's get playing. First of all, we need to find out the dimensions of that image. Let's right-click on it and go View Image. Firefox is fantastic. 309 by 276. If you're using Internet Explorer, you've got to right-click on it, go Properties, find the information, and <laughs> retype it. And it's, Anyway. <laughs> so taking that information, okay, we've got 309 pixels wide. So on my image, I'm going to go Width equals because we're not in CSS, so it's not with colon, it's with equals, because we're in HTML right now. What did I say? 309? Sure. 309. <laughs> 276 is my height. Is that what I said? Yes. Phew. I have the memory of a newt when it comes to flipping back and forth and talking at the same time. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember what number <laughs> I just said. Okay, so we have to actually listen next time. Yeah. yeah. So we've actually spe <laughs> we specified the width and height of that image. It's a good thing to do. It's going to help the page load quicker and avoid any elements getting kind of misplaced or anything like that. Uh, okay, so nothing has changed about the location of that image. So I'm going to call this. Let's create a class for this because Maybe one day we'll have more than one of these on a page. Uh, class equals um, Polaroid Photo. Or, you know what? I'm just going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to get even fancier. I'm just going to call it Photo. Okay? And watch what I'm going to do. I'm going to still accomplish the same thing. I've saved that now. I'm going to go over to my CSS. And you'll see what I mean here. 
go down to Polaroid, and just below that, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go Polaroid. Okay, so anything that's within the Polaroid ID div, but is within the class photo, so both have to be true, then do this. Border, solid, three picks, red. And let's upload and see what that looks like. There we go. So you'll see that this is the only element that's getting that three pixel border. Mm -hmm. And that's because it is within the Polaroid ID and it's within the photo class. But it has to be both. So I could have other things with the class photo and they're not going to get that attribute because they're not within Polaroid. Okay? So that's not actually what we wanted to do. I just wanted to show you where that was going to land. So now what we want to do, let's try margin dash top. Five picks. I just want to see if that's going to move things down. Let's make it something substantial. Let's make it uh, 15 picks. Upload our style.css file. And that is indeed moving down our photo exactly the way that we want to do. So we're going to move this down a little bit further. Probably 35 or 40. Done 35 here, back at my site. Starting to look like it's about positioned correctly. Now let's position it from the left. So I'm not actually using like an absolute position or a relative positioning. All I'm doing is I'm just patting the outside of the image so that it forcibly gets bumped. Um, let's try 50 pixels. little too far. And you I know what you're thinking. I knew that was going to be too <laughs> far, Robbie. I deal with pixels day in and day out and that was too many pixels. That's what you were thinking, wasn't it? That's exactly Did it. Did you hear that through I the mic? She was like, "Don't know how you figured that out." Yeah. By the way, your mocking is spot on. That's exactly what I sound like. Exactly like that. So good. Oh. <laughs> 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 it continues. <laughs> Okay, what do you think, Krista? Oh, I think One pixel to the right, and then we're... Is, uh, that's pretty darn good. It's pretty good, eh? Now, if I were being picky, I would say that the left, right, and top margins should all be the same. If you were being if picky. If I was being picky. If you were being picky. They're not going to be identical, though. If it's a Polaroid, the only margin oh, that's yeah. different is the bottom. But the, well, but visually, the frame, visually, not, yeah, visually not coding. Yeah. yeah, so if I bring this up to 32, 33 and make that 29... Mm -hmm that's probably a little bit closer to visually being representative of being having the same margins around the edge. Right? Because a Polaroid, as you know, has exact margins. You know, sometimes I feel bad because these are the kind of things that I, I email to Robbie. I'm like, you know, could you bump that over? What are you over? doing? Like, it's off my two pixels. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he has never called me a bad word to my face yet. So. Never. <laughs> I wouldn't do such a thing. No, we have too much fun. Okay. I have settled on 30 pixels from the top, 29 from the left. 
and you'll see. It looks see. pretty darn good. Yeah, and if you remember, what we actually accomplished here is that that image, even though it's transparent and it's floating this way, and it looks super cool, the image itself is only a combined total of 27.4 kilobytes. Pretty good. Yeah. So where before it was going to be like an absurd amount of kilobytes, mm -hmm. like 200. <laughs> Or it was like 800 on Mac. Had to get a couple stabs, at least one there. stab in there. Okay, <laughs> there's one thing that's been troubling me that I want to fix, and that is that in your mock-up you didn't have a period after the word happen, so we're going to remove that. <laughs> How's that? All right. So now as you look at our site, it's really starting to take shape. <clears throat> Beaut. Cool. All right, so we've got our menu system, we've got our text, we've got our Polaroid. We're going to throw some text underneath of it at some point, but uh, for tonight we're just trying to motor through as much as we possibly mm -hmm. can before we give away some pogo plugs. Very cool. So stick around. <laughs> All right, so where are we at? That is the end of our header as far as that goes. Now we do have the menu system and this and that. We're going to add that um, as well. So within this element, within our div header, let's see what happens if we div, I'm just going to quickly go background number FFF with, uh, no let's go height, or we'll let the width fill the entire width of the page, height 30 picks. I just want to see where this is going to land in relation to my other elements, especially that floating image, because that's, that's our an anomalous item. So that's actually going right up to the top here. But you'll see that the positioning is good because it's within our wrapper. So it is good, we just need to move it down. And we can do that in one of many ways. First of all, we've learned about clear both. But I think what that's going to do is it's probably going to throw it down a little bit too far because our element falls quite a bit lower than where we want this to be. So it's going to see, it's going to put it down here, which is not what we're actually looking for. So I think what I would rather do in a case like this is I'm going to go position absolute and we're going to go top or we could go relative as well. But let's try this first. Um, and we're going to go with the height of the element that we want to place it below plus the height of the top as well. So we've got 275 pixels there, um, say, I don't know, 100 pixels height that way. So let's just start with that. Let's start with 275 pixels. So what this is doing is it's saying, okay, what I want to do is position an absolutely positioned element. So I'm telling this that it has to fall 275 pixels from the top of this website. So it's going to go down here. And let's see where whereabouts that falls. You'll see that it's not quite far enough. Okay, we need to move that down even further. So let's add another 75 pixels on there. And you can do this by measurements as well, but it's probably just as quick just to to guesstimate and uh, move things around. That's getting pretty close. I'd say another. What do you think, Krista? Another eight I don't know. pixels. I was going to say ten, but ten. That's fine. 
Well, let's go with what, what you chose. Well, because, I could be wrong. Well, you could be wrong, but I don't want to get yelled at. <laughs> I only yell at you off air. Uh, right, yeah, but I don't want to get yelled at. <laughs> Didn't say on air. Oh, did I go the opposite direction? I did, too. It was 320, and I went down. Or 350. What did I do there, people? I went down to th I went down by 40. <laughs> All right. See what happens, John? She starts talking about yelling at me. And gets all nervous. And look at that. She's <laughs> off by one pixel, and it was the opposite direction of what I was wanting to, to do. So, 361. Let's upload that. <laughs> okay. There we go. All right, so now we want to specify the width of that element. So within our style in the div here, and we're going to move that. Right now it's just a, it's just for our reference. We're going to do a 100% width. Let's see what that does. Hooey, that is the width of the entire <laughs> website. So let's get the width of this element, 950 pixels. We're going to not use a relative width. We're going to use 950 pixels hard set. And then refresh. And you'll see that it falls down like that. Now you see that it's covering our image. So now we're going to learn something cool that's called the Z index. And so with this element, first of all, what we're going to do is we're going to grab this style information. We're going to cut this all out and we're going to put it into an ID. Okay, so I've cut that into my clipboard. ID equals, um, what was this element for? Uh, it was like a submenu or something? Or? I don't remember. Let's see. We have to bring up the mock-up. Let's see, it's like a blue area. Oh, I don't actually have my mock-up up. Oh, okay. I'm leaving it to GIMP. I will bring it up in the GIMP. Okay, so this is, yeah, these are like submenus, eh? Link 1, link 2, link 3. Okay. So, what I'm going to do is we want it to fall behind that element. And you notice that the colorization is not what we want yet, but that's, that's okay. So we're going to call this ID submenu. Okay. Go over to our style sheet. Remember, it's in my clipboard. Submenu. There we go. Fix it up a little bit. See how I was able to actually do some testing within the browser without having to create an ID or anything like that. Now that I'm happy with it, now I can do that. So when I was saying about Z-index, now this is exactly the way that it was, just that it's in, in the style sheet now, rather than within the, HT, the HTML end of the PHP file. So if we look at our site, it's still the same, okay, I've refreshed, but it's over top. So Z-index allows me to send this element below another element. I'm going to set the Z-index of this element to 5. But now what I need to do is I need to set the Polaroid to a higher Z-index, Z-index 6. And then the Polaroid photo, again, has to be above that. Think in layers, okay, so this is layer 5, 6, Seven, and that's going to be the positioning of those layers. 
Okay, upload that. And refresh. And if all goes well, let's see what else have I got behind there? So I'm going to use five. I'm running so short on time, I really wanted to cover this. But I think we are going to come back to that, because it's not uh, fallen behind just yet. We're going to come back to that in Episode uh, 9 of the Web Development Series. Uh, I'm going to have to cut it off right there, unfortunately, because of the fact that we do have some Pogo plugs to give away. Um, so get into the chat room, Category5.tv. This is your chance to get a fantastic Pogo Plug Pro. Pogoplug is a cloud computing device that allows you to plug in an external hard drive and then you can access it from your mobile device. You can stream video to and from it. Uh, you can uh, do all that. Uh, Aspident just mentioned, oh, you misspelled Z-index when you were typing so quickly. So that would explain why that uh, wasn't showing behind. So that's, that's cool. Thank you. Um, so we are giving this away in the chat room right now. Get onto Category5.tv or the Category5 chat room on Freenode lets you access your files. Uh, I've got one of these uh, at a family member's house that I can back up my stuff to. It's fantastic that way. Great for off-site backups, streaming ability, being able to uh, watch uh, your, your video content, listen to your music. I've got an 8 gig iPod Touch. This gives me 250 gigs of storage for my iPod Touch because of the fact that it, uh, it accesses it through Wi-Fi and accesses the, um, the actual um, the content that's on the drive that's connected to that. Let's see if Drawbot's going to work for us tonight. I really, really hope so. Here we go. Watching the chat room, category5.tv. Cooler Buntu wants to know what happens if Robbie wins this. Robbie that's smiles. Rigged. It's rigged. Yeah, it's, it's totally rigged. Oh! <laughs> Oh, well, first winner, Robbie. Pogo plugs now. Second winner, <laughs> Krista. Oh, well, then I won't argue. Fantastic. What a way to end a great oh. show. <laughs> I won't complain. You wouldn't complain, right? No. You'd be all right with that. <laughs> Think about the potential. Drawbot is giving it a go in the chat room, category5.tv. That's the category5 chat room on Freenode. Here we go. The intensity of waiting for Drawbot to grab all the names from the chat room. Everyone's just on the edge of their seats. I know. <laughs> Look at us while you wait. <laughs> Float the pogo plug box. With one minute left to the end of the show. <laughs> Drawbot, come, come on, on, dude. <laughs> Seriously. I'll just close my eyes and I'll point at the screen. Yeah. Pick Greg in Texas. Pick Greg in Texas. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the videos of this to show up on YouTube with a big fail on my forehead. This is waiting. Waiting. That's fantastic. Robbie the programmer. And you people <laughs> trust me to show you how to program. Suckers. It's fantastic. <laughs> 
Oh, serious? <laughs> that is unbelievable. Hey, stick around in the chat room <laughs> after the show. And uh, we're going to see uh, what's going on here. Because I would love to give away a couple of these pogo plugs. If I can't get these away within the next couple of minutes, I do assure you that we are going to give these away next week. Drawbot. I am so angry with you right now. See, he's luring you in, so you have to come watch next week. <laughs> oh, Drawbot. What's happened here is that Drawbot goes into the chat room. This is a uh, program. Connects into IRC and grabs a list of all the names. But what's happening is, is it's, not, it's not getting connected to IRC. It can't connect to Freenode right now. And unfortunately, that spews out a bunch of errors because it doesn't have a list of names to work with. We could just put them all in a hat. We could do that, but... You guys right stick around for three hours after mm -hmm, the show. Mm -hmm. One last click of Drawbot to see if this, uh, if this goes through. I know we're pushing the time, but I really <laughs> wanted to give these away tonight. Come on, Drawbot. Cooler Ubuntu, I'm giving it another go. Chris Reich, it's trying to get the <laughs> names, but uh, it's, it's just not, uh, not happening. Let's take a look at some of the names that are in the chat room here, too. And it looks like everybody's got perfectly fine names. Nothing out of the ordinary, no uh, UTF-8 characters or anything weird like that. It's getting there. Come on, drop off down. I talk to it like it's my pet. Seems to be working. And now a moment of silence in memory of Drawbot, who <laughs> failed tonight. And yet, ladies and gentlemen, it's worth oh. the wait. <laughs> For two pogo plugs we are giving away, well, one to each person. Ladies and gentlemen, Drawbot has not failed us tonight, even though we're a little bit over time. It is worth it because we have two pogo plugs to give away to you. Come on! The excitement, the anticipation. Sprite, Pyrus Rock, G Pop, Pyrus Rock, <laughs> and G Pop 7. Congratulations, you are our winners. After multiple failed attempts with Drawbot this evening. He has decided to bless you with Pogo Plug. Find out more about the Pogo Plug device at cat5.tv slash pogoplug. Check it out and congratulations again to Gpop7 and Pyrus Rock. And you have a fantastic week. We are over time, but it was worth it. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. See you, everyone. See ya. <laughs>